Yeah, it happened 4th of July, day after, for those of you who are still recovering. I know it's a process. Yeah, yesterday during the 4th of July, Jesse and I, for, it was a long story, but basically we all ended up getting up at like 7 a.m. And, you know, that's, we, that's generous. Yeah. Well, yeah, 7, I guess. Like, we were up and about. We woke up at like 6.15, but and like, actually, like, we're walking around at 7. So we went to get breakfast, and one at, at one point in your breakfast, we played Born in the USA, and then from that's that point, true. it just kind of became an... Well, let me, just, let me just back up. First of all, I think it's a big step. We have to discuss, you know, Jesse does not like to get up early, so 6.15 for Jesse is... Uh... Oh, I tried so hard to go back to sleep, but, like, there was just a good nine people in the room talking yeah, with tough. no regard for anybody else in the room. Um, and so it's like, well, I couldn't do anything. I just There was a moment where I just looked up at Joe, and Joe was up too, and we just looked at each other like, what? This is ridiculous. Yeah. And then it was just, you know, it was that time where it said, hey, it's the 4th of July for America. Mm-hmm. I was born here in yeah. the USA. In the USA. I heard you uh, were smart about it. You took uh, your sleeping to the car. Yeah, that was a big move for me. That was a huge play. Got to lay down in my car. Um, you know, felt protected by the Newport police. Mm-hmm. Their low crime rate. It felt like it was a safe move in my mind. Um, and yeah, from that point, then it was, it was a pretty fun 4th of July. You know, it was a long day. I'm severely, Very severely sunburned. As uh, am I. Yeah, which is probably the best, for the best, I think. I can I, confirm this. They are yeah, very sunburned. Yeah. Very sunburned. I, I take my shirt off and it looks like I'm still wearing my uh, John Wall jersey that I was wearing all day. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, just has, he's got the tan going. It's, with very, the John Wall. it's very crisp. Oh, yeah. The yeah. lines on, on me are, are crisp. And, and, you know, our good buddy Nick here, unfortunately, had to work for yeah. a good part of the day at the 4th of July. But that's also patriotic in its own sense. You know, someone's got to keep, yeah. keep the world turning, keep it churning and burning. Um, tough, you know, tough to see uh, everybody... You know, having fun out there on social yeah. media during the work day. But, you know, got to do what you got to do. Made it out for the fireworks. Did you, so. yeah, you saw some fireworks. Did you, like, have a beer while you worked or anything? Uh, not till after work. But I, I did have a beer after work, which was necessary on 4th of July, so. One whole beer? Multiple beers. <laughs> out. No, one full beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and going back, you know, before the 4th of July, and as we discussed last time, um, our good friend Swine won an adventure, uh, an adventure to Mexico. Yes. Um, so how'd that go, Jess? How'd the drive down go after you got your wisdom teeth removed? Just so, a yeah, singular wisdom Yeah, teeth. I just got the one tooth removed and it didn't hurt, which was nice. Like I, I mean, right when I came out of the, you know, the pulling, it, still, it hadn't hurt. And I was, I was ready for that just because it was yeah. numbed up. But then it never started hurting. So I was like, this is, this is great. Yeah. And so I, I was at full strength. Uh, for the Mexican adventures. Um, um, can I ask, did Dr. Neil Elatroche perform your surgery? No. No? Okay. No, he didn't. I, just I think he just does arms. But... Only arms and legs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he I didn't. I figured, you yeah. know, for an L.A. Never even had a meeting with an him. An L.A. sports figure <laughs> yeah. like yourself, I would only assume yeah. the best. <laughs> anyway, go on. But it was fun. I mean, our, our, the the first full day, uh, the car broke down, which was cool. Was it? Oh, Good yeah. Start. I saw that Good on snap. Was it just you? It and, was me and Dylan. Dylan. There's, well, so there was about eight of us down there, eight or nine of us. Um, and everybody else went ATVing, and I didn't really want to go ATVing. Neither did Dylan. And so then uh, we went to the city um, just to kind of see Ensenada. LCU dot. And CC. And then Keep the words right out of my mouth. We were about <laughs> we were about ten minutes away from Ensenada, and the car breaks down. So they spent we spent all day trying to get that all, whole thing figured out. But it was fun. It was an adventure. You know, you got to see the city yeah. and enjoy it. Uh, did you improve your Spanish at all on the trip? So I thought I did. Yeah. I think I, I became I became better, you know, because I was making an effort yeah. to speak more Spanish. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't good. Um, yeah. I was doing, <laughs> I was doing the whole, you know, I could understand it better yeah. as time went on, but I wasn't speaking much better. I was saying pretty much the same twenty twenty five words the now, whole time. Yeah, I've got two so. two main questions based on my perception of the trip from Snapchat users. Yes. One, I saw you in a hammock passed out. I screenshotted that photo. That was. That was the moment where I just, I remember it was set us there. You know yeah. what? I'm going to go spend about five minutes on a hammock. Uh, I haven't sat on the hammock enough this trip. <laughs> yeah. And then the next thing you know, it was 6.45 in the morning, and I there was about 30 different animals screaming outside. And I was like, <laughs> wow. So I just fell asleep out here. Um, and they left you out there, too? Yeah. Because yeah, mom came out and put blankets on me. It was great. <laughs> and I was going to say, anytime spending a hammock is a good time, so I wouldn't be mad about that. I was so happy. Yeah. It was so good. And then I just went back and I finished my sleep inside, but it yeah. was good. I mean, I'm a big proponent of hammocks, too, so I, I can approve it. I just wanted to know... It was, a little, it was nice a, out a as well. A little background. Yeah. And the second one, I really want to know more background of this and what the thought process was here. Um, <laughs> I saw you at a bar, some kind of outdoor bar, 
and you took a body shot off, off of, of, Z. of a guy. Yeah, I did. Ooh. And I want to know what. How does that go down? Well, so so someone else had taken a body shot, and then uh, Yaz was like, "I want to take a body shot, but like I want it off of me." And then so <laughs> he goes, "Okay, this one will be free then." And so Yaz lies down on the bar, and uh, they pour the shot, and then nobody was gonna take it. Everyone was like, <laughs> "They were like, all right, you take it, you take it." Everybody was like, "No." And I was like, well, I guess it's time to step oh, up to the plate. So the you know reason is just somebody Jeez. has to take the shot. Somebody that, that had to take it, yeah. Your uncle reason you weren't paid or anything to do that? It oh, no. It was, I mean, it was free, though. <laughs> so, uh, I mean... That could be our Twitter poll of the week there. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, would you, would you take a shot off a dude if it was free? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll vote yes. Yes. Well, you know, we, we definitely saw And someone down. that you know and enjoy. I wouldn't take it off a random dude. Yeah, this is my guy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess, right. man. We, I mean, we saw you down in the Snap Map down in Rosarito. Yeah, yeah Snap, Snap Map. Shout out there. So good to see you down there. <laughs> Every time we open up the little map, there is a Jesse down south of the border. So yeah. glad you had a good time, man. I did. I did. But uh, welcome back to Cautiously Optimistic. What up? Cautiously Optimistic, my favorite podcast of all time. We've reached episode 20, guys. I'm feeling wow. pretty good about that. Yes, episode and, 20. I don't know how you guys feel about it reaching. You know, That's a big milestone, I feel like. I like this. Episode twenty is a yeah. is a big one. I'm I'm enjoying it. We're we're getting better every day. You know? Yeah. And you know we're twenty in, and hopefully we got two hundred more for you. Yeah. You know it's a, not many podcasts get to twenty. I feel like, uh, and so maybe we should be patting ourselves on the back. I'm gonna wait a couple days to pat myself on the yeah. back because it's very sunburned right now. Yeah, that's and true. That would hurt. <laughs> that's very true. yeah. Um, well, turning to you know the sun, the summer season, nothing like baseball, and and baseball in Los Angeles at this time is. Almost controversial to a certain degree, and it's not even for things that are happening on the field necessarily. Is uh, the relationship between the fans and the players and all-star voting? You know, over the last few days, we've had the announcement of the all-star lineups and the snubbing of Justin Turner in that lineup, and Alex Wood too, but yeah. more so Turner just because it was close to 400 average, and only simply because he missed a couple weeks with a hamstring injury. And you had things like Kenley Jensen post-game talking about how Dodgers fans are are to be blamed for this and. Many beat writers had to write a retort on that, saying, like, you know, that's wrong. It has to do with the television contract. So what do you guys think? What do you think about this whole situation? And also, I'd like to know, how many times have you voted for Justin Turner right now in the All-Star vote? I have voted, uh, at this moment, I have voted four times. You have voted four times. Nick, how about you? I see you put the link in our itinerary here on the Google Doc, and I have yet to make a vote, but I think I will be voting before the end of this episode, so don't worry. I want Justin Turner to get in. He is leading the vote right now, but that's not good enough. But but to answer that's your question, well, I'm doing it right now. Mid show voting. Mid show voting. Mid show voting. As well copying, throughout the show, we're copying the link <laughs> and we're pasting it in right now on the computer. We're voting. But to answer your question about Justin Turner and why maybe he hasn't got the recognition he deserves, I do think it is. I think there is a lot to be said about the TV. You know, still tons of Dodger fans in Los Angeles aren't able to watch Dodger games, and so they rely on maybe just looking at the box scores in the newspaper or you know, wherever they find their Dodger news, and they can see that number, but I think part of, you know, enjoying a player and appreciating a player is actually watching it happen, either at a game or on TV. Yeah. The Dodgers um, do lead the league in attendance, though. Yeah. In-game attendance. That is true. That is true, but I think still a lot of it has to do with, you know, people come home from work, they turn on the Dodger game, but see, a lot of people don't do that. Turn on a baseball game after work, the yeah. Dodger fans don't get the opportunity to do that. Only so many people in L.A. in the SoCal area Yeah, so yeah. I think that has to do with part of it. Um, I guess he missed how many weeks? Four weeks or so with the injury, which yeah, is... Yeah, three weeks like that. I, he's about 100 at-bats behind the rest of the league, I'd say. Yeah. And so that's like close to a month worth of at-bats. Um, I don't know, but it's, it's really just, even with those numbers, his, his numbers are so much better. And so much higher. You know, his OPS uh, is almost 100 points higher, more than 100 points higher than any of the other four candidates that are up for the, the vote in. You know, it, he may be lacking a few power numbers, and in the same sense, he's at three home runs in the last, like, five games. You know, his average, obviously, close to 390 right now. And just to think that that's not going to be represented in the All-Star game, I think regardless of if he does win this fan vote or not, he will get in because someone inevitably will drop out. Same thing is going to be said about Alex Wood. You know, like, Kershaw, obviously, is going to start... Um, what, two days before the game, so he's not going to throw it all in the game. I don't know how they work out the rosters. A lot of the pitchers drop out, though, based on where they throw and they yeah. add in new ones to fill in. So Alex Wood, too, I think a lot of people are making a big deal about that, but he's going to get in, and I think that's kind of... To have six Dodgers in the game is great. To have none starting is kind of uh, not ideal, I'd say. You want to be represented as having the second-best record in baseball. You should have the most for the NL, certainly. 
But um, and he definitely has your vote. I mean, you said he voted 35 times a day. Yeah, I voted about 35 times every day at least. I, you know, it's kind of disappointing. Both of you guys, before I came over, had voted zero total times. <laughs> well, my just... mom voted 15 times yesterday, <laughs> and so you guys, you can't even you know keep up with Jill's pace. She does barely knows how to use a computer beyond Facebook and email. Well, you know, we we will support you know Sully's vote so far, and like you said, we will vote before the end of this podcast. And we want you to vote for Justin Turner because he deserves to be in there. What's the link? What, where can people go to vote for well, Justin just Turner? Just go to MLB.com. It's right on the main page. We've got it on our Twitter. You go to any Dodgers social media page. You'll have it up there. Extremely accessible, Nick. So it's really, <laughs> you can even text from your phone. You can text up to 35 times a day. But I guess that was all too hard for you, huh? Well, Jesse complained because he had to put his phone number and email in, but I guess, you know, that's... I did complain about Justin that. Turner, you know, I, I guess him bringing a championship possibly to Los Angeles isn't worth you putting in your phone number and email. Uh, I did put my phone number and email and my date of birth, and I did all that, and I voted, so you don't tell me I didn't. <laughs> you didn't do it silently did. and humbly. You did it with disdain for the voting process. I think the Which key... says an even bigger issue about our whole country, you know? The, wow, okay. Whole country. <laughs> whole country now. Um, I actually do, though, think... I, I'm not mad at Kenley for saying that, though. Like, I'm not either. I understand the frustration. Like, I get, I get that he... I mean, I've been busy, personally. Um, but it's tough, because it's like... You want the fans to be able to do it, and I think a lot of Dodgers fans, there are so many of them, but there it's a lot of casual fans, and then with the TV networks, though, it's just so tough uh, to get that yeah. reminder and to even know how to. Like, if you're someone that doesn't have the Dodgers network or doesn't have Twitter, you like say, you know, send, mm-hmm. and or a Reddit you, stream, you know, that's you just, probably don't yeah. know how to even put in your phone now. No, exactly. And the other thing is, like, you know, I think back in the day when we were growing up, you had to go into the stadium and punch those little hole cards and rip the shit out of them and always mess up. And those were fun, though. I enjoyed that. Right. That's how, like, you know, that's how all-star voting worked. And because the Dodgers, regardless of how good the team was, their stadium's so big, they always had the most fans coming in. That's why they always showed pretty well the game. And now with social media, you know, that's exactly why Cozart is starting. Because Cincinnati yeah. literally rallied their whole city behind this one dude because they knew they were going to get another player in the game. Um... Yeah, I mean, so. good for him. He's, not, he's having a great season, too. Mm-hmm. And it, like, but, all the things... but let's be real. I mean, Corey Seager deserves the position, but you know, I guess the Reds just had a better following on their social media or something to get that, those votes in. I don't know. I, mean, I think it's more of just like a, a whole city wide thing, but yeah, something like that. Yeah, but going back to the you know little hole punching, I miss those a lot until I, I just think people realize, oh, this is probably terrible for the environment, so that's why I stopped doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, those were fun. I mean, that, that, I, think, I feel like if they had that Dodger Stadium where, like you said, it has the highest attendance in, in the league. This wouldn't even be an issue, but I guess they, you know, taking other stuff into consideration there, which I guess is good. Um, yeah, very eco, eco-friendly view for the podcast there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I agree with that. I think all in all, the Dodgers, just talking about their play too, beyond the All-Star game, they've been playing great still, you know, still out in front of the NL West, doing their thing. Um, it's hard to have so many issues, like so many, there always seems to be something negative going on, on Dodgers Twitter, I feel like. But sometimes you've got to kind of step away and think, like, wow, this is a pretty good time to be a Dodgers fan. Because, yeah. you know, the first 20 years of our life, as fun as it is to go to Dodgers game and as fun as it was to root for Jeff Kahn and Eric Karros and Paul LaDuca and all these guys growing up. Jeff that team first one off the tongue. Huh? Uh, I, just, I, like, I <laughs> have this, like, 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 this clear memory of Jeff Kahn. Like, he's, like, the picturesque, like, Dodgers in my high school days. Actually came and spoke in my high school. Oh really? He was so fired up, like <laughs> screaming. It was like, like fired up in the muck. Like you can do whatever you want. Like that's anything awesome. is possible. That's awesome. Like you know Garnettas type stuff. <laughs> and then who else was there? It was like Thomas sort of came. Just absolutely didn't make any sense. Just, just kind of looking for food in the cafeteria. For, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean I wouldn't have gone to our cafeteria, but Tommy probably. I don't know. He, he didn't Tommy think. Care. He anything. didn't care. And then also uh, Takashi Saito was there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Doesn't speak English, so that was a great speech. <laughs> um, Inspiring, like literally, they didn't even have a translator. He just like came up and like did it. I mean, you know, that's not. They don't blame him, but like, what else? Like, yeah. why would they put him in that situation? I guess. That's incredible. Um, but yeah, anyway, no, yeah, it's ball. been a good season. Yeah, I mean, Cody Bellinger in the home run derby, which yeah. we talked about last podcast as potentially an iffy situation, just because some guys kind of struggle after going to the derby. We saw with Jock Peterson. Others are fine with it. So yeah, and his dad's gonna be thrown to him. That was his condition for participating because mm-hmm. he was invited, and his dad, he said, "I'll play. I'll do it if my dad is throwing it to me." So. We'll see. I mean, yeah. I'm excited to see a Dodger in the home run derby. I hope it doesn't mess him up. I don't think it will, but I, you never know. I'm, I'm excited for it, though. Yeah, this is another thing, too, is that, I mean, growing up, when, I can you think of any Dodger growing up that competed in a home run derby? We probably didn't pay as close attention. So no, we've had yeah. three in the last uh, yeah. six years. That's pretty cool. Who was that dude? Uh, Choi? What was his name last time? Choi. He stopped Choi. He stopped Choi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he stopped Choi was in one. But, you know, see, that yeah. goes again, like, us growing <laughs> yeah. up the Dodgers, that's, that's really what we got. Other guys competing in the contest, Aaron Judge. Cody Bellinger, obviously a big matchup there, as well as John Carlos Stanton at home, mm-hmm. repping for the Marlins. Mike Moustakis, Southern California kid, 
personally who I've been splitting my other votes with for the All-Star game for the, the other side. He's one of the voting candidates. Um, the other four are, uh, you know, Gary Sanchez, well-known after season last year, but kind of controversial because he only has 13 home runs right now. Justin Borrell being Charlie Blackman from the uh, Colorado Rockies, and uh, one of my personal favorites, Miguel Sano, one of the uh, young stars for the Minnesota Twins and an absolute <laughs> slugger. Yeah, uh, I like the field. I mean, it's going to be great to see Judge in there. Sano is also a powerful guy. I like the Judge-Bellinger competition here because, you know, we've been talking about that all season. Um, but that's, that's the headliner right there. You, everybody was going to tune in to see kind of that play out. Yeah. Um, and I do like the, the change in format they've done. Um, I think it keeps the, the whole broadcast a little more exciting because in the past, you know, you get to like the middle end of the second round and it's just really, really boring and then you just kind of have to fight through until you get to the finals. But yeah. I think yeah. it stays exciting with this new I mean, format they put out. Uh, yeah, and I like the feel too. It's it, I, I kind of agree, you know, um, some people weren't too happy with Gary Sanchez, um, specifically Logan Morrison. Uh, had some words about why he was in the home run contest and how it's kind of something that we all talk about too. It's just that East Coast bias as far as the media and who gets depicted who <laughs> in these games. When you look at the home run leaders in the MLB, a lot of them are in the NL. Like I would love to see Eric Thames in there, but obviously there's not a lot of room in the NL side. Um, and that kind of just goes back to the mm-hmm. format, you know, that makes it tougher. That's true. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it'll be fun either way. You guys have. Yeah. I'll make my selection right now. Yeah, Logan, well, I just want to say Logan Morrison. You know, had quite a little sassy comment. I don't know if you guys read it. He, there was yeah, a, he had he had some sauce. He on says, there. yeah, because uh, Gary Sanchez has thirteen. Logan Morrison has twenty four. So yeah. Morrison said, "I remember when I had fourteen home runs. That was a month and a half ago." Yeah, right. And then exactly. Gary Sanchez comes back. He's like, "It's not my fault he didn't get selected." Yeah, he Gary, says, "You know, what can I say? They gave me a call. Gave me an, an Yeah, no, it's not. It's I, not his fault at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Logan fault. Morrison and Logan Morrison has. He's pretty outspoken on Twitter. And has made comments like this before, um, but yeah, you know, it goes. It's an NLAL thing. It's not Gary Sanchez's fault. I don't think that was directed at Gary Sanchez. But at the same time, you got to think that they could find like Justin Smoke. He plays for Toronto in the AL. He has ten more home runs than Gary Sanchez, and he's not. He's you have, you have to think game. it's just for you know Gary Sanchez is a pretty popular <clears throat> player, so they want. Yeah, some of and the, it's in Miami. Yeah, um, face of baseball, maybe exactly young face of baseball, especially Latino player in Miami with that huge community. Down yeah. there. I think that's probably got some kind of. Uh, Saying as well, because the MLB is always trying to diversify their playing field, uh, despite how poorly they've done that. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah, to, to, to answer your question about my pick, I gotta go with young Cody. I mean, Cody? I'm gonna, gonna go with Cody as well. You yeah. just is that just to strictly like you like believe that, or are you just like sticking with LA? Like I, I'll it's tell, it's part. Yeah, I'll be rooting for Cody, but I think uh, Miguel Sano is gonna win. Sano? Yeah, I like Sano a lot. Yeah, it's hard to pick against Giancarlo too and Judge. I mean, Judge is at twenty-seven home I mean, runs. All these guys could win. I'm just, yeah, I think Cody, you know, has a nice swing. He knows his dad's pitching. And who knows? You know, Gary Sanchez could even show up and and shut everyone yeah. up by winning the whole. That'd thing. be awesome. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool. I'd be down to see that. Why not? Good for baseball too. So yeah, just to wrap up baseball here, guys. Before the All Star break and before the voting is done, get as many votes for Justin Turner in. I voted two more times during the middle of the segment. <laughs> Jesse and Nick have still only voted four times total combined. My mom's voted three times that amount. So okay. get it done. Get Justin Turner in the All-Star game. Heading into the final uh, week and weekend of the season before the All-Star game, Dodgers have finishing up a series with Arizona, who they won the first game, and then they play the Royals over the weekend. It should be good games. I mean, I want them to win, obviously beat the Diamondbacks, and the Royals aren't as good as they have in years past. So hopefully the Dodgers can roll into that break even stronger than they have been. One final thought, too. Um, Kershaw. Best pitch in the MLB. Let's stop all the nonsense. This, all this. Every year we get a new picture, whether it be Grinky, whether it be Verlander, whether it be Scherzer this year as the guy who's better. Especially like two weeks ago, an article came out on, you know, everyone's favorite, like Fox Sports, who just puts out these terrible Dodger articles that get roasted on Twitter now, saying, you know, Clayton Kershaw is no longer the best pitcher in baseball. And then since that point, Clayton Kershaw has thrown 15 scoreless innings with 20 strikeouts, or like, you know, 20 strikeouts, three walks, and like that, zero ERA. So it's. I'm just tired of that stuff. He's the best pitcher in baseball. Will be until said otherwise, I think. Until he decides he's done. Yeah. No, argue, much no argument from us, I don't think. Yeah. No, no, it's not even an arguable thing. Man. It was for everybody else. Yeah. It was yeah. for those goons out there. And it's been quite a weekend in NBA free agency. Started late Friday night when it officially began at 9 p.m. Pacific. NBA yep. free agency opens up. Woj, of course, tweets out three breaking news tweets in his first minute at ESPN, which was pretty cool. I like to see that. Bombs. Yeah. Three bombs bombs. right away. But um, even before free agency started, we had big trades, big LA-related trades, starting with Chris Paul sent to the Houston Rockets 
for a ton of young players. Let's see the names here. We got Sam Decker, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, DeAndre Liggins, Darren Hilliard, Montrez Harrell, and Kyle Wiltshire, and like some picks too. So it was a huge trade to kind of like start everything going here um, after the draft week. I like this trade for one reason, and it's the fact that basketball reasons never came back to bite the Lakers. You know, the Clippers never advanced to the Western Conference Finals with Chris Paul on the team, which as a Laker fan, I was very happy about to see kind of Lob City kind of dis dissipate in that way. Mm. Obviously, Blake Griffin's still there, DeAndre Jordan's still there, but the Clippers as we know it, you know, Lob City is all over now, and I'm just happy that they weren't ever to kind of, weren't there to kind of grab the city from the yeah. Lakers. They never will. The Clippers are a joke, so I hope they move. They're, they're, they're looking about getting a new stadium, and, and they should get one. Go out to Inglewood. Go out wherever you want to go. Go out to Seattle. Go go wherever you want to go. Yeah, I just cool. don't want you here. Down, like, gain San Diego, Seattle. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of cool places for a basketball team to go, but, I mean, that's beyond the point. Yeah, yeah exactly. I can't agree with you. Basketball reasons didn't come back to bite us. Honestly, you know, I think him staying on the team at this point, I don't think they ever would have gotten it done, especially no. in, this, in this Warriors era. It's just bad timing. Um, but him moving to Houston and, you know, pretty much, I think, what is it, three-fourths of the Eastern Conference starting all-stars all in general have moved to the West Coast. Now, I guess Gordon Hayward going back, but we'll talk about that in a second. The Clippers are in a tough spot. You know, you got to think that Jerry West is going to lead them in the right direction. It's hard to bet against him. But as far as the future, I think this upcoming season we'll really see, one, how good, uh, you know, DeAndre and Blake Griffin are. Not. Without, you know, a point guard who just lob them passes all the time and set them up for shots and, and make them so much better. Two, we're going to see, really, Austin Rivers get exposed. Yeah. You know, if he hasn't been yet by, you know, Glenn Davis or whoever it is talking at that time, um, he's really going to put a lot of duties around. I mean, who is, is he their starting point guard at this point? Have they signed anyone else? Yeah, well, Patrick Beverly Patrick, over. I, but, so, I mean, is, I guess you think he's going to start? Patrick Beverly and Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers is the offensive point guard of the two. Yeah. Yeah, either way, yeah. I mean, he's going to do a share of the playing time, probably even more so even in at the minutes of the point guard position. And If all the stories are true about Doc favoring Austin, Doc getting into Austin that contract and him kind of like picking him over CP3 to a certain degree, I mean, you really just got to think that's crazy that he still has a job at this point. And I think it's funny to me because everyone kept talking about what do we what should we mix up? You know, should Blake leave? Should CP3 leave? To me, it just always kind of seemed like why would he just change the coach there? That's an easier thing to do than blow up the whole roster. That's the problem when yeah. you coach your GM at the same time. Exactly. And then not only that, you're the coach and the GM and your son plays on your team. Yeah, and there's got to be that's insane. That's got to be the check and balance right there for any organization exactly. is the GM and the coach. And when it's the same guy with a family member on the team, that's crazy. And, I don't know. And, that's, and, and, that's and like, the new point guard of the team, too. <laughs> yeah, like, it's insanity, man. I don't know. That's such a, a nuts situation, I guess, that but when you work for Steve Ballmer, anything seems to be possible. So. Yeah, that's that's very true. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> JJ Redick also left to the 76ers with a nice little trust the process tweet on the way out. Uh, but the uh, Clippers did acquire Danilo Gallinari. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at their roster starting five now, we have, you know, Beverly, Rivers, Gallinari, Blake, and DeAndre with some young bench pieces. I mean, when the first, when the trade went down at first, I was thinking, all right, the Clippers are going to be terrible. But the more I thought about it, I don't think they're going to be that terrible. I think they actually might still be able to compete for a late, you know, playoff spot in the West. I think a lot of people haven't picked as like the seven. Yeah. Seven yeah, they're, they're in that range probably. They did definitely get a lot out of that trade for a yeah. guy who was going to be a free agent. So, and you got to think like now with Hayward moving over, Utah is not a playoff team anymore. Yeah, um, I mean they're talking about trying to get Rudy Gay, but I don't, to me Rudy Gay is, is not a big enough difference for any team. He's right not a winner. Yeah, I mean that's strong. I like Rudy Gay, but yeah. I like Rudy Gay too. Yeah, but he's not, there's a difference between being a great player like, and a winner. Yeah, he's like Paul George light kind of, you know. That's yeah. how I see him. Like he was supposed to be what Paul George is right now, maybe even beyond that. And he just never really. Yeah, I guess it's the killer instinct, I guess. Yeah. The winner, whatever yeah, you want to call it, it is what it is. And before we get into Paul George, uh, let's stick it in L.A. for a little bit. Swaggy P officially signed with the Golden State Warriors, which I, well, I'll be the first to admit, I was wrong. I, I didn't think any good team would want to take Swaggy P, but the Warriors, I think, are actually a really good fit for him. He's for, a really good bench player. For his uh, like, he'll style be a, play. Yeah. He'll be really good coming off the bench there. Like, uh, that. I mean, it the hurts. Warriors have been coming up, too. Yeah, the Warriors have got some. Like, they got uh, Caspi. That's another yeah. nice addition too. He fits. Both those players fit the system really well. They'll yeah, probably think, bring yeah. back Javale. Um, Reunite Swaggy and Javale back yeah. in the Wizards days. <sighs> That's gonna be fun. I mean, I'm excited too. The biggest thing I thought immediately was uh, 2018 NBA Finals. J.R. Smith, Swaggy P, shootout. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. You know, <laughs> that's just gonna be the best thing ever. And just in general here with like all these these new contracts and, and the CBA expanding. Like, just going back to J.J. Redick for a second, he's pretty much getting paid as much as Kobe did in his prime. Yeah. yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah. And, like, what is it? Paul Millsap? Can he paid $6 million more than Kobe made at any point <laughs> in his career. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. It's cr- crazy. It's, it's crazy. You know? Yeah, Nick Young got yeah. Nick Young got a one-year five, five million dollar deal, so it wasn't too much. But uh, another funny thing about that whole situation is Kevin Durant welcomes Nick Young uh, to with the, the team yeah. with the the classic meme of you know Nick Young missing the shot and putting his arms up. Yeah. I love that, that picture so much. And, I mean, I just love Nick Young. Like I'm. As someone who doesn't enjoy the Warriors, I'm a little upset that he went there. Yeah. You know, really anywhere else I'd have been okay. Um, but I mean, yeah. Or not, I mean, not the Celtics either. But. It's kind of crazy Durant. I mean, you got to give him props for being as selfless as he had throughout this whole process, too. And you know, taking more than the maximum to help players, sign players like this, like Caspi, allowing them to bring back Iguodala. Yeah. I mean, it's like, that dude, like, he, I'm so torn on how I feel about him in my mind after, like, everything that happened last year, his decision now, again, a year ago to this, like, yesterday. Um, but now he's, like, you know, obviously such a great dude funny guy on Twitter a lot of the time but I don't know it's just hard like hard to get over that edge he's doing so much that you want to see in athletes or I personally want to see in athletes it's hard like taking less money to help your team and just being a great dude having fun with it mm-hmm. it's still hard to love him at this point I think we tweeted at this news and saying we're happy for Swaggy P but also there's a big long no I personally didn't write that I'm just going to say that out here for everybody to know because I <laughs> Don't mind it. I'm just happy for Swaggy. I think he was a great teammate, a great Laker. Yes, I completely yeah. agree. And go to the Warriors. He's gonna win. He's gonna have fun. He's gonna be shooting. Like that's all I do. They shoot threes and run and gun. That's Swaggy P. I'm happy for him. There's no ill will or no bad feeling that he's going to a team like the Warriors. That's just my take. Sully, were you the? Oh, I wrote the. Yeah, I don't think it's any ill will. I mean, I'm happy for him. It's what the tweet says. It's <laughs> yeah. just like don't you know? Good for him. Go win a ring. But at the same time, I love Nick Young. We all love yeah, Nick Young. Only, only like, 140 characters on Twitter. There's many more. <laughs> you gotta use it up somehow. If, if, you could, if I could have replied, I could have started a whole thread on how I really felt about that if I wanted to. Yeah. But then, yeah, I guess yeah. moving on to some other of the big na- big names who have switched teams. Uh, one of the one of the ones that Laker fans were really interested to see where he ended up was Paul George. He was traded a very surprising deal that nobody yeah. was really expecting. Traded to Oklahoma City Thunder. He's going to team up with Russell Westbrook. And personally, I was very happy to hear this news I because this. Yeah. instead of going to a team like the Cavs or the Celtics, where they can actually build something and compete for an NBA championship, we know that this even even Paul George with Russell Westbrook are they're not going to beat the Warriors. And plus, he's playing in a city like Oklahoma City. Paul George wants to be in LA. He wants the bright lights. He wants to come home. Oklahoma City is not a place to establish a brand. Plus, Russell Westbrook is already the man there. So, two things going for Laker fans who want to see Paul George come to the Lakers after this 2018 season. One, if he wants to be the man, it's not going to be on the Thunder. Two, he doesn't want to stay in the Great Plains in the middle of the country. He wants to be in LA. And another good thing is three, potentially he could, you know... He's bringing Russell. He's going to bring bring him on over. No, when this news broke, I was so excited. Because this is also going to be fun to watch. Like I'm excited to watch Russ and, and Paul George play together next year, and then have him be done, and then come on over to LA. And we didn't give anything up for him because you know Magic was trying to do something. They were trying to swing something, and I'm guessing that uh, they stayed strong and didn't give up anything that we really needed in the future. Which I I just love to hear that. I would have been, you know, I always want I do want Paul George here. Obviously, I would have been upset if we gave anything of value up to get him this year. Because I, I'm fully aboard the thought train of he's just going to come over here next season. So it's going to be a fun season watching him and Russ play yeah. together. And then maybe bring Russ over. It's it's almost like everyone's like too sure that he's just going to leave. You know, That's what I feel like. Mm. Yeah, I think so many times in the NBA, especially the last couple of seasons, we've been surprised by things like that. So I still, I mean, like I don't want to say I don't think he's coming to L.A., but a whole year is a long time. And a lot of different things can happen. Different teams can emerge, like the right fit. It's like, you know, no one thought that Kevin Durant was going to be a warrior until it happened. And and things like these just seem to happen more and more so often now. Because players just see things a little differently than maybe the, the main media outlets do. Really besides, like, Woj, because he just doesn't miss anything. But you got to think, it, in the end, it is a good deal. Because one year, a rental plan there. Thunder, the deal they made for him, look, looking at me, if you compare it to the Clippers deal, I don't know that Paul George is quite as good as Chris Paul or as valuable. But to just get Sabinus and Oladipo, it kind of seems like... They didn't get anything I don't know what him. They didn't get a single draft pick. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, that was a crazy I thought they were going to get way more from Way him. more, yeah. It's kind of nuts that they just... It almost like they settled at this point. They're like... It definitely seemed like they settled. And for them, you know, I don't know if you're going to make a trade with any team, it seems like Boston would be the one to communicate that way because they have a, a thousand first-round picks right now. Yeah, I still think this is just... He's walking west. He's coming from Indianapolis. He's heading to the west. You know, like like the olden days, like the settlers. He's just a little pit, a little <laughs> wow. pit stop in Oklahoma City, but he's gonna head to the, you know California for the gold rush, which is purple and gold. That's my metaphor. Take it or leave it. 
but uh, I'd probably leave it. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. leave it. But I understand it. I for get sure. what you're saying, but I'm gonna leave so, that metaphor. <laughs> what do we think about Gordon Hayward to the Celtics, and also his Player Tribune article? <laughs> yeah, that was also had the potential to turn into kind of a DeAndre Jordan Maverick situation from mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. There was emojis involved. There was a little back and forth wavering involved. At the end of the day, I think it's a great move for him. I think that was the right move. It's the best chance for him to compete for a championship. Back with Brad. Back with Brad, yeah. I mean, I like it. It's tough to see him leave Utah. The fans are probably not too happy about that. Um, in terms of the Players Tribune article, so apparently his agent said that it, it really was true that he hadn't made up his mind yet. I don't know if I buy that. I think he had made up his mind when the ESPN report came out um, in the morning and that he just maybe hadn't finished the article yet because his, <laughs> his agent said that this guy, uh, he had like three separate versions of the article and he had a ghostwriter writing it and Obviously. he had to, you know, yeah. to tell him like what he's going to do. Somebody at the Players' Tribune was saying, yeah, he's going to go to the Celtics. That's probably how it leaked because, you know, he had to be involved with the Players' Tribune for weeks. And so the agent can say whatever he wants. I think it was just a bad, you know, PR situation that happened and they had to make up for it somehow. It's a great fit, though. I think, I think he's going to thrive there. Um, you know, I hate to see the Celtics get better, but mm-hmm. they just did. So um, I, I think one of the other things is that, I mean, Utah got uh, Rubio, Ricky Rubio, and they're saying that, I think it was Woj tweeted out that that was absolutely for Gordon Hayward because Gordon Hayward said he wanted to play with Ricky Rubio. Yeah. And now they're stuck with not Gordon Hayward, and then Ricky Rubio's got to be like the guy there now. Yeah, Rubio even came all the way from Spain. Yeah, he flew in for the meeting, and then it didn't work. So... Um, it's yeah, tough. tough. It, it just makes a lot of sense for the Celtics, and, and it's going to work Did you for guys it. hear what Rudy Gobert's reaction was to the, to the, to the deal? Once, once it was official that he was going to Celtics, there was an Instagram story. Rudy Gobert posted on his Instagram story of him listening to These Hoes Ain't Loyal. These Hoes Ain't Loyal. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, the one who kind of started the emojis anyway. So Yeah, anyway, I, I think, all right, so two things. Player Tribune article, Player Tribune in general, tougher journalism. I mean, Nick, as you as a writer to you, I think that you can can attest to that as far as like when someone's going through such an emotional decision like that the biggest as he called it in the article the hardest decision of his entire life I think that you can write as fluidly and clearly <laughs> and just be like oh you know just whip this article up because I yeah. just want to listen <laughs> that just takes a lot away from like journalistic you know values yeah. and a lot of hard working journalists in the sports field to try and dig up these stories and get after it um, it sucks you know, like you said he had a ghost writer so it's like we slap his name on it, put some nice photos of him and some nice light in the gym, and you know millions of people are gonna read it and think he can write like that. Um, but as far as yeah, him going to the Celtics, it's a really good fit for them. Uh, it's I think it was uh, the right place for him. I think it was the best place to go in the soft season, especially with everyone going west. I think it, it made a lot of sense to go east. I don't understand why people keep signing the west teams in the west. Yeah. Um, but does it put him over LeBron, the Celtics? No, 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 no. And that's literally what it comes down to. I just don't think that that team is good enough. And just LeBron is still LeBron. And I think we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is that, yes, this makes them better, but, and, and as great as Isaiah Thomas is, he's still such a liability defensively, yeah. and he's such a matchup issue for them uh-huh. that I don't see that that just makes them still the second best team in the East. Yeah, and I mean,. Even like you just look up, I guess you have just basically at this point just it's going to be a showdown in the Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics, Washington's got the Wizards, better. and the Wizards will be there because um, they're better than the Celtics. <laughs> we will see at this point, but from those two teams, you know Hayward is kind of the I, I guess to a certain degree would be like similar to Paul George is how they'd play against him. You know that kind of like lengthy mm-hmm. long wing. They do pretty well against Paul George pretty much every time they play him. I think the advantage is they do have Isaiah on the offensive end. Because that's Paul George's downfall at all, all times when he was on the Indianos that they just double down on him and yeah, there's, there's not much they can else. do. Now to have Isaiah there is certainly a good thing, but like you said, we, you got to try and stop Kyrie. The way to beat LeBron is to weaken the people around him, and if you just can't do that at all, it's hard to think they're going to win. And also, what is Gordon going to guard LeBron at some point? That's not going to go well. That's a, yeah, I mean, yeah, both, I mean, you said that like there's no, nobody can guard LeBron. No, so that's the other issue. Yeah, I was like you know, last week we found out Crowder was supposed to be LeBron's style. Oh, that's that, that hilarious. Didn't well. There's I mean, no really, yeah. It's, it's the same thing LeBron's when Edward, there were so many quote unquote Kobe stoppers. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just there. There's no such thing as a Kobe stopper. There's yeah. no such thing as a LeBron stopper. It doesn't exist. Yeah, and then just some other moves that have happened. We mentioned it a little bit earlier. Paul Millsap. I know Jesse, you're, you're a Millsap guy. Going, I love Paul going Millsap. To the Nuggets back to the Western conference where he started his career you have any thoughts on that deal um i mean it's i don't see him really doing much yeah, like, the nuggets weren't terrible last year but and they're getting better and i think yeah. this makes them better too this is uh, but paul Millsap, as much as i love him is not he's he's another one of those guys that's not really a winner 
I think he's out here worried about his money, and I'm, and I'm not I'm not getting on him for that. Hundred percent. Go get your paper. Yeah. yeah. Go get a, your paper. But is, like, he's not gonna win anything. This is like the like anal- NBA analytic dream front court. You know, you have Jokic. in New Orleans. Yeah, with yeah. Jokic. And with Millsap, you know, as far as, like, efficiency and all those things go, these are two, apparently now, well put together, and although they haven't played a game together yet, are, like, the best combined four and five in the league. Um, but beyond that, like, I don't, just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why anyone's going to the West at this point. Like, what, what are you going to do on the Nuggets with two big men like that? And, I almost kind of feel like, I don't know if this is their mindset, and I hope it is, cause, and it would make me happy. Like, I'm sick of the narrative of, let's just wait out Golden State. Mm-hmm. That's not, like... You don't have that mind no. if you're a basketball player, yeah. and so I'm hoping that's what these players are saying. Is like, forget that. I'm gonna go to the West, and I'm gonna go beat the Warriors. But it's like, why wouldn't you join? Why wouldn't you go Kevin Durant route? And take, if you really care about winning like that, take less money, like for your Paul Millsap, and go to the Thunder. Yeah, I mean, why? No, I, why I, would I get, you, the, I get you, you know, with that. something like that. If you really care about winning that much, that just seems like you're just getting paid at this point. And like well, that's I said, that's no issue. I think that's what most. I think a lot of guys are trying to are trying to get paid. You yeah, know, as sad as that is, and not sad but at, from from a fan's perspective. It's sad as like the competitor spirit. You yeah, know? but it's just what it is. I mean, the money's ridiculous these days. So yeah, I don't I don't blame them. You but you can also get that money in the East. Yeah, win yeah. more games, have a high chance. That's true. LeBron, you know, I think I mean a lot of probably think at one point he will falter, and at some point he will age out. And a lot of people are doing that in the East too. They're, they're they have that mentality of we'll just wait out LeBron, we'll wait for LeBron's prime to be over, and, and then we'll make a run at it. Yeah, like, I mean, he's I coming. Hate, I hate that. He's coming to the Lakers next year anyway, so <laughs> okay. it doesn't really matter. Um, uh-huh. Another addition, uh, slowly Minnesota here. Yeah, uh, Teague, Jeff Teague, a point guard, along with Taj Gibson, went to the uh, Timberwolves. Well, they're they're building a nice little squad there in Minnesota. They really are. You know, so that... if we just take a look at their initial starting five right now, we got Teague, Wiggins, Cat. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Gorgie Jang, I guess, and that's a no, solid. No, I think you put Taj Gibson in there. Taj Gibson, maybe, say, yeah. yeah. Taj yeah. Gorgie interchangeable. Like, I think that was a lot of the things I saw on Twitter where I had Taj slotted as the power forward. Yeah, I mean, so if they have Gorgie off the bench, that's great. I mean, they have, they're building Jesus something. Out here bringing Bulls back. Yeah, I think yeah. this is definitely going to be the end of that uh, long playoff drought they haven't made it since uh, 2004 when the KG Timberwolves played the Lakers yeah. in the Western Conference Finals. So I like this team. I'm excited to see them play together. Cat is an up-and-coming player. Jimmy Butler is in his prime. And Jimmy's not like a, a ball hog either. He's yeah. he's yeah. a very good overall talent. Um, like he's not going to worry about getting his shots up. He just wants to win. He's one of those guys. First off, press conference for Jimmy Butler was hilarious. Him giving out his phone number. I was dying. <laughs> did All you, the did you guys call him? I didn't call him. I saw the text though, and everything people sent him. That was pretty pretty great. And good for him. You know, that's like a great way to introduce yourself to a city. I personally wouldn't do that because. Uh, Going like a long story short here, like I know what like the like anchors and other people like that at the studio deal with when they get like DM'd. So like put your number out there as an yeah. athlete, you get some crazy shit. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so you gotta change your number and all that. I don't, yeah. know, if I don't know if it's worth going through. There may yeah, be yeah. just like an open Twitter form. Maybe next time Jimmy is uh, just as yeah. accessible. He had to, he had to disconnect his number within like two hours. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's <laughs> that's like that's just that you can text for years. Same thing with point. Mike Jones. Um, I still call it from time to time. I mean, three zero eight zero zero four. See if it got reconnected, but maybe, maybe someday. Hit Mike Jones up on the low, you know. Mike Jones about to blow. Um, but yeah, as far as that team, that starting five is great, and if you can add uh, one or two shooters to the wing, um, that would be awesome for that team. I think that would set them to the next level. I think they're certainly slotted as like a five or six seed in the playoffs right now, which also just tells you how good the West is. So to think that they would get matched up with like a team, you know, this is really projecting far down the line, the like Houston. a like first round Houston matchup. That's pretty interesting and not something that I don't think they it would be a great battle I don't see why yeah. they couldn't win that you know yeah. um, the, the Timberwolves and, and the Bucks kind of have that simultaneous rising right now and I think both teams this next year will really have a, a really like kind of just big impact on the future to see how good they will be and how far they can reach um, as far as like how how close they can get to take down LeBron and Steph Curry um, and the Warriors so it'll be fun um, I'm excited. Yeah, it would have been fun. I, don't, I mean, I think you guys, maybe Jesse thinks it would have been fun if the Lakers got Deion Waiters. I wanted it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I really... wanted it. He's, he's shooter's shoot champion. Him, J.R. Smith, and Nick Young are all just shooters. Yeah. So so he, are, I love it. Lakers right? were in talks with Deion Waiters about potentially signing him. Uh, he had a great season with the Heat last year after he kind of bet on himself before that season and lost and had to sign like a minimum one-year deal with the Heat. But he earned his money this year. Resigned with the Heat, unfortunately. He could have been a nice little replacement for the Swaggy P slot in the Lakers lineup. But, you know, he's going back to the Heat. It's also a little more than I would have wanted to pay him anyway. So, like, I'm not too broken up about it. Yeah. But I would have loved to get him. Like, at this point for the Lakers, all I want are one-year deals in the offseason. Like, everybody, if you want to come on, sign a one-year. 
and then prove yourself and come on when we get ball drills. I personally did not want Deion Waiters that much because he likes to shoot a lot, and uh, I don't think he would vibe really well with Lonzo's game and just the way that Luke's trying to play the you know play the system this year. I think he would kind of want to be the man. He, he, Deion Waiters thinks he's the best player in the league, and that's why he's good. And that's why I love it. That's not really what I wanted to see on this Lakers team, so I don't really mind that he went to back to the Heat, but good for him that he made his money back after kind of a rough little start to his career there. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. I think it's, as you said, just one-year deals or get out, pretty much. Um, I've probably been more happy with things the Lakers have not done in offseason yeah. than have done, you know, like uh, like one player, like Rondo, just not... I don't, you just can't want him to be signed on your team, you know. I yeah. Like, it's good for Timberwolves to not sign him, go with Teague. I think that was the right move. I heard saw, like, some Laker rumors maybe bring him in for a year. Yeah. Thought that would have been an awful move. Like, yeah, Rondo, George Hill, potentially. Like, I, yeah, I didn't mind George, George Hill. George Hill would have been okay. I think that's, yeah, kind of... I initially was kind of concerned about, like, you know, taking Lonzo's playing time. But I think Lonzo would benefit from a veteran point yeah. guard on yeah. the team. Rondo, though, thinks he's still, like, an all-star point guard. That's what you know? I mean. Yeah, and it's a lot of personality to bring yeah. in. And it's just a lot to deal with. Um, so we'll see where he lands. I've seen some reports about him going to the Bucks. Yeah, somebody will take him. But, but like, they got robbed in, like. Yeah, and well, it just throws. I feel like there's no place that it can really go that would just like you know you need to have a star like LeBron to control someone like that. Yeah, but it's uh, just like straight up no bullshit. Like just shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, but and speaking of Lonzo, um, besides the big ball brand releasing some Fourth uh, of July themed red, white, and blue Zo twos on Fourth of July. Again, $495, uh, $695 for size 14 and 15. Um, it's now reported that the, the balls are going to be on a Facebook reality TV yeah. show. So you're just going to go ahead and just straight call them the balls like that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something just about like that. Just like that. I think you got to their name. That's their family the name. Ball family. Yeah, the, the ball, ball family. The ball family. You, know, it's you like, can't just be like, oh, here are the balls getting their own reality <laughs> TV show. There's just some things you can't say anymore in America. You exactly. Know? Cleveland's baseball team, Washington's football team, mm-hmm. and the ball family. The ball okay. family. You know? Keep it together. Like, very PC podcast right here. Yeah. So this we, this we, is also something, though. We had, whenever I talk about LeVar and the fact that he's just going to act up and talk crazy and I don't want that around the Lakers, right? Everybody goes, oh, no, he's going to chill. He, he did what he did, you know? <laughs> he did what he had to do to get Lonzo to the Lakers, and now he's done that. He's going to chill, and he's not going to do anything. Okay. He's getting a reality show. <laughs> How much is Lonzo going to even be involved with the show? Yeah, I mean, I think he's not going to live in Chino Hills anymore and make the commute every day. That's the, the, I'm not saying Lonzo. This has nothing to do with Lonzo. <laughs> also, yeah, what a bad time for them to get a show when all, like, now there's only one kid left in the house. Yeah, going to go visit LiAngelo at, at school. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Like, we're back. I mean, it's Lavar. I'm in the car. It, it's it's Lavar. It's a Lavar reality <laughs> show. People are people were saying he's gonna chill and he's not gonna have that much of a microphone. And then he got a reality show. But again, though, like I don't think it's gonna affect Lonzo very much. I don't think you know, Lonzo's gonna be traveling with the team. It's just gonna be annoying. Lonzo's, Lonzo's not gonna, it's gonna be, be annoying. Like, you don't have to watch that. <laughs> I'm I'm on Twitter. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy That's enough. Enjoy That's enough. That's enough. I'm going to see everything. Listen, all of our parents will enjoy it on Facebook. They can give us recaps. <laughs> then we'll find out how yeah. it is. Yeah, interesting. Facebook going into a little video TV play here. I never really heard of that on oh, Facebook. But that's uh, yeah, been a big running joke this week. Like the video platform. Everyone's shifting to video. Like yeah. Some sports teams have gone like straight video highlights, straight video recaps rather than writing anything out. Yeah. And TV news. Facebook's vice, Facebook's vice president had a quote here. says, our goal is to make Facebook a place where people can come together around video. Yeah. It was that's a, never what Facebook's been about. I've noticed this. Like yeah. the last multiple times, like probably for the last at least three weeks is when I, it really hit me. But like, I don't see any regular posts, like no like statuses anymore. When I scroll through my Facebook feed, literally every post is a video. Yeah. yeah someone like sharing a another shared, video. Shared video someone doing this video of you know a, an animal doing something cute. I agree. You know, coincidence now, that you know P- Facebook is losing popularity as it shift to video. I don't I don't know if it's the right move for them, but I'm not the, I'm not a business it's analyst. It's the attention so. span thing. You know, it's, <laughs> it's the same thing as anywhere else. It's a uh, Depends on how good you do the video. Like, you look at, I guess, like, Vice or Complex's Twitter, Complex especially, they do pretty much all, like, two-minute, 130-minute yeah, video good. recaps, everything, and they have, like, younger people doing it, people who are pretty familiar with all the topics. Yeah. Um, a wide range of diversity within all of their reporters. Um, I think that's really, like, the shift that I think a lot of companies are trying to do. But it is what it is. Just to wrap up basketball here, we will see Lonzo on the court this weekend. Lakers going to Vegas for Summer League. I will be there to Nick see going it. going to Vegas for Summer yeah. League as well. Um, You're not going to go, Jess? I'm not going. Unfortunate. Unfortunate, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go check out uh, Lakers-Celtics on Saturday. See a little uh, Jason Tatum-Lonzo Ball matchup there. 
but uh, they're bringing out a lot of the young guys to Vegas. We have Alonzo, you know, Brandon Ingram, Zubots, Josh Hart, I believe, is going as well. So it should be interesting. Um, is uh, it is has Gordon Hayward gonna, is he gonna play in the league or? I feel like Gordon should you know do it just to get acclimated yeah, I mean, with with his team. That's, well, not, that's fair. It's not very much of a team guy if he skips this. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like well, skipping yeah. OTAs. I feel. Like. I think he's going yeah, out to I mean, a bad start. And I know, yeah. you know, we talked about memorabilia. Like, do we value pictures? Do we value autographs? Yes. Like, if Lavar is listening, I'm trying to get a picture with you, Lavar. So uh, just for the keepsake, you know, if you're out there in Vegas, uh, I'm gonna be looking for you. Wouldn't you want to have a great conversation and have a funny story about Lavar? That's going to happen as well if I meet him, so... Not if you just go straight in hell with that photo shit. I'm See, not, this I'm is not the same discussion we had last time, though. It's like, <laughs> I'm, no, no, I'm not going in hot, just off top. Let me get a picture. Cool, thanks. That's it. You never know. What if you have, like, a one-second opportunity? Are you just going straight hot for the photo? If you, if you only have one second, then you're not getting a conversation. Are you going a selfie and then get punched in the face, me Khalifa style? No, we'll get him talking. We'll get him, you know, I'll mention the big baller shoes and how this business is going. And he'll be like to talk. You know, he likes to talk about himself and the brand. So that's yeah, true. You know, warm him up that way, and then say thanks, Lavar. Quick selfie. I bring a microphone because he seems to like talking to those two. You probably have an increased chance of having a conversation. Yeah. If you have some kind of ESPN that's badge, true. I'd that's wear that true. too, like a polo. Yeah. That'd probably be the move. Yeah. And then make sure you record it for the podcast Twitter. Yeah, I mean, that's know, really the important thing. You can try to get him on the podcast at some point. I if, think, you get, if you get a LeVar Ball drop for the podcast, I will not say another bad word about him. Yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> All right, that's the goal. Big ball that's of brand, goal. cautiously optimistic, <laughs> hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken of destiny, number one podcast of LeVar Ball. Something like that. That's the dream. That'd be that's ideal. That's the dream. And now, it's time for the fast food flavor. Fast food flavor. Swan, what's on the menu today? All right, so, uh, you know, not many new fast food items coming out in the last week. So today, I'm going to throw it back and I'm going to give them an overall list here. And this list is the best breakfast in the fast food game. Oh. I'm going to give you a top five, top five, top five here. Top five. Starting out at number five, Carl's Jr. Solid. They have their breakfast burger, which mm-hmm. isn't great, and I've said that. I mean, it's good enough, but it's not great. But if you can get there before 11, their biscuit game is very nice. A solid option. Moving on. Number four uh, is going to have to be, and this is going to be a surprise to you guys, I think, Taco Bell. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't think that was coming this down. It's pretty It's here. pretty down. Um, Taco Bell, and, and this is just some, a nod to how great breakfast is mm-hmm. uh, in the fast food game. Um, they do some great things. The AM Crunchwrap is delicious. They're, you know, they're just regular items, like they're just whatever breakfast burritos aren't great. Um, so... You know, but their specialty items in breakfast are still good, but that's why they get landed to number four. It's hard to do a good breakfast burrito for a dollar, I feel like. Yeah, that's it's true. Just not something that's really feasible. That's very true. Um, and then you get to number three, uh, and I'm going to go with Chick-fil-A. Oh. Chick-fil-A has an underrated breakfast. Their, their tots come in like the little circle things. They're yeah. incredible. They come with the combo meal. And yeah, their busy game is, is wild. A nice little chicken, uh, and you know, they're, they're good made for their chicken. They're, they're famous for their chicken. Chicken, cheese, biscuit, tots, get a lemonade with that because it's early in the morning. You don't need a soda right then unless you're me and it's like six and I need a little boost. But <laughs> anyway, um, Chick-fil-A, three. If, you don't, if you've never had Chick-fil-A breakfast, I know, I know a lot of people haven't. I recommend it if you're up there before 11 again. Do hit, they, hit the Chick-fil-A. Do they not have egg? Uh, no, they do. There's like a biscuit one with egg if I you really want. I feel like if you, unless you include egg in a breakfast sandwich, it's not like it's just a sandwich at that point. Yeah. Just getting it early yeah. in the morning. That's true. Okay, That's but true. it's still delicious. Either. Yeah, um, and then number two, Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. One big thing about Jack in the Box is their breakfast menu is very extensive. They were the OG breakfast all day squad. They've been running breakfast for a while. Um, they they do great things from their sausage and cheese biscuit, their burritos. They have the meat lovers burrito. Um, they have a very very extensive, very delicious breakfast uh, menu. And of course, number one, we know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's McDonald's. There's there's no debate here. Yeah. Um, hash browns are incredible. Uh, you know, we just had it yesterday yes. for breakfast because it's the American thing to do. The McGriddle, innovative, uh, and then the sausage egg cheese biscuit is just a staple in our society. So, mm-hmm. so I, I take it you have forgiven McDonald's for you know not originally starting with breakfast all day. They ended it you know ten thirty well, before. That's like the thing. You know, but like... you've forgiven them, I'm assuming, because you put them number one. Well, I mean, they've always been, even when they, they ended at 10.30, it, it's always been the best breakfast, and that's part of the appeal about when it wasn't even before all day. True. And they're all day, but it's not the whole breakfast menu is all day. Yeah. Um, it's just certain items. But Luckily, it's the best ones, but... I feel like that's how good it is, you know? It's like they didn't even need to do it. They didn't. get up early mm-hmm. to get it. So. Yeah. 
good. I just know you value, you know, all the breakfast. I definitely do. I definitely do. And that's and it's part of the reason why Jack in the Box is number two, mm-hmm. um, is that they've always been on that all day grind. But if we're talking taste, you know, no one's topping McDonald's on the breakfast. Do you have a favorite McDonald's breakfast item for the people? It's a sausage egg and cheese uh, McMuffin. That's that has yeah. to be it. It's too classic. Sausage egg cheese McMuffin, two hash browns. Come on now. Orange juice or coffee. That's pretty much as good of a day. Arnold Palmer, even if you want to throw that in there. That's what I did yesterday. It was a great play. Sensational. Yeah. Well. Top five breakfast. Talk to me. There you go. And uh, let us know what you think on Twitter about that. Maybe we'll put up a little poll to get some other options going. But uh, that's it for the fast food flavor. Fast food flavor. Fast food flavor. So it's time for the super hot interesting takes or shout outs. Oh. End of the show. Every week we're doing it. Um. We have some takes and some shout-outs, I believe. Yep, yep. Um, so I'm going to start it off here with my man, Soul. Uh, my shout-out this week goes to a staple among L.A. broadcasting. If you grew up in L.A. listening to radio like myself, um, you know Victor Brick Jacobs uh, is a key figure in L.A. sports. Feeling you! Uh, recently, Vic was diagnosed with uh, stage 3 cancer, and so, you know, it, it's obviously a bleak outlook. But Vic made his return to AM570 today. Uh, feeling you! Hitting the gong. He is bamboo. He bends, but he does not break. If you don't follow Vic on Twitter, you should. He's hilarious. Sending out inspirational tweets. Sending out hilarious sports takes. Uh, but Vic the Brick, man. Uh, I'll keep listening all day, every day. Love you, man. Glad you're healthy. We'll it, was, see you soon. it was funny. He sent out a tweet today, and I almost mm-hmm. didn't recognize it was him because it was all in lowercase letters. It's funny. And yeah, he does the all caps, line by line, every different state. Yeah. So I was, I was a little confused, but it was good to see good to see him back. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's hilarious, too. And I believe Nico Fashow over here has got a, a take for us. It's actually a shout-out. you got a right. shout-out for us. That's all right. Um, yeah, it was kind of related to what we were talking about earlier in the day with the uh, Gordon Hayward news and Players' Tribune and journalism. And Sully was mentioning, you know, it's a tough one to see that happen for journalism. But I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Chris Haynes of ESPN, who actually broke the story originally taking a lot of heat on Twitter throughout the day because, you know, the following reports came in saying that he was, wasn't was sure if he was going to the Celtics yet, wasn't sure, and, you know, this report was erroneous and all that. And I was just wondering what Chris was thinking throughout the day as this was going down because he, he was the first we had to break it, and then he's kind of thrown under the bus right away. Of course, you know, Gordon Hayward does choose the Celtics in the end. You know, the agent comes out and says that, you know, he was wavering. As I said before, I wasn't sure if that was true. But, you know, it was nice to see Chris Haynes stunt on them a little bit on Twitter. Just post a single photo of uh, Hulk Hogan holding his hand to his ear, and like <laughs> I told y'all. And I really appreciated that because he was right all along. He's a good reporter. You know, he had the sources. A guy would not just tweet out some big news like that working for a company like ESPN if he didn't know what was up. So he had the story first. People were trying to tear him down, but uh, I appreciate Chris for giving it back to them a little bit there at the end. So shout out to Chris Haynes. All right. Thank you for your guys' shout outs. Uh, that's going to do it for yeah. the podcast today. Um, I'm Jesse Brummel. I'm Nick Osteller. I'm Sully Engels. Follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and uh, we'll talk again real soon.